this is Wicked Spursy. Spursy, Mike, Steve, and not Dave today. Today we have Brian. Brian is back again for his 300th uh, episode. <laughs> How are you doing today, Brian? Doing well, Mike. How are you? Uh, I'm not bad. Had a uh, had an eventful day, a, a good week of work, and uh, an eventful day today. Uh, eventful in that I did nothing but watch uh, a little bit of World Cup soccer and... Uh, or football, um, and I it's watched, it's uh, soccer. Yeah, okay. And I watched <laughs> and I watched the NFL, and uh, you know, made a nice mac and cheese for dinner. And uh, life is good, man. I mean, clean the house, clean the clean the fridge. You know, got the turkey in the fridge to thaw out. With the exception of the turkey into the fridge, you basically had my daughter's day. I think. Um, oh, she. <laughs> that's perfect. She she watched some World Cup soccer with me. Um, watched some NFL with me. Uh, read books most of the time while all that was happening. But um, you know, and then of course it, was, it had to be interrupted by um, at least one showing of the Lion King. But so it goes. Of course, of course, absolutely, absolutely. How about you, Steve? How you doing, man? I'm hanging in there. I'm getting ready for the great feast coming later this uh, later this week here. I, too, have turkey in the fridge, getting ready to go. I've got a dinosaur playing in the other room. Um, life is good. Excellent, excellent. Um, so this week we were supposed to have uh, another guest on, uh, our friend Nathan, uh, he, I think, knows a little bit more about world football than, than I do, uh, quite a bit more. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, he took to some illness, so um, he won't be joining us this time. Make it but, to uh, make it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to try and uh, slog through this best we can, uh, knowing what we know about uh, world football and uh, players <laughs> in world football. So uh, welcome to the Wicked Spursy World Cup Preview. Um, so the, the kind of the way I wanted to do this was just kind of go through the groups. Uh, we'd, we'd, uh, kind of break down each team a little bit and, uh, and, uh, give kind of our predictions for the group. That sound great, boys? Works for me. Sounds great. Interested right. to hear your takes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so, um, we, we already started off. Because today. if, by the way, if there were ever an episode for Steve's conspiracy theories, oh my God, is this it? Like you can say almost anything, and there's probably a ring of plausibility. I'm so. Excited. I said the same thing to Mike earlier. I said I don't know how I'm going to come up with anything because the most <laughs> fucking wild shit keeps happening. It, I, I mean, it's it's unfucking canny, isn't it? I mean, it was almost predictable what was going to happen today. Mm -hmm. Um, and like it, it's kind of like uh. You know, hit the in the the Black Sox scandal. You know, hit the first batter if the fix is on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, goal gets scored, goal gets taken away by a questionable VAR. Uh, so yeah, today we had a uh, Group A starting with the uh, with the the hosts uh, Qatar, um, and they played Ecuador today, um, and Ecuador kind of handily defeated that team. 
Um, and an angel got its wings. And an angel got its wings, right? I mean, <laughs> so Qatar Qatar played uh, played in the in a in the Concacaf. Was it the Gold Cup earlier this year? And uh, and they which led which I have to. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just have to say that that led one friend of mine to literally go. I didn't know that's where Cutter was. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, the, uh, I, I paid attention to high school geography. Right? The sincerity, like, <laughs> is is uh, it was so it, it was so hundred percent that uh, it would have been a masterful joke, uh, but the sincerity made it even funnier. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the thing about that is that um, that happened because they don't have a federation that they play in. Um, internationally yeah. so of course the hosts have to get some uh get some pre-matches in and they kind of been going playing club games against clubs and stuff and playing international friendlies and that kind of stuff um because this is their first appearance and uh from what i've heard they kind of their their thing was that they once they got the bid they started like uh, this these big youth academies and started just just breeding players basically point of clarification <laughs> it's when they bought the bid correct when they bought the bid correct so uh we'll start off with cutter um so it seems like they play like a three five two um they have um they're they seemed pretty organized for the most part uh i i they their attacking strength was uh it it, it seem to be one guy they like to play down the down the right hand side a lot um and uh honestly like i didn't see anything special out of that team um at all which is probably why that they fell to you steve when you picked them in the uh in our pool um reluctantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so their their star player was this guy named almas ali uh he's 26 years old and uh He's basically uh, been their top scorer since they since they formed their team. Um, so um, I, I, I can't really say much more about this team. I don't really don't know much about them, um, but that's kind of the name that I circled. Any other thoughts on, on, on that team, guys? Uh, Cutter, Cutter sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I thought it was... Um... Uh, relatively uninspired uh, the most intriguing part of the i mean most intriguing part of the whole thing were the immediate conspiracy theories around the the var on the on the first uh callback goal and that it doesn't even have to do with the team it has to do with their backers i guess i will say uh i i think in general they were pretty outclassed and they're lucky um that it didn't end up significantly worse uh on, on the goal differential so i think defensively this is like almost a win for them but uh however much money they're pouring into those youth academies it's not paying off necessarily at this world cup thus far no i don't think so either i mean i'm sure they identified some players uh put all the money they could into training them and uh so they could field a, a team for the for the game um you know and they played a team uh in ecuador with you know a couple of kind of um, decent stars, uh, you know, coming out of coming out of uh, world football. Uh, 
uh, Caicedo played. Is that his? It, Caicedo, he's like 20 years old. He's really young. Um, uh, plays for Brighton, right? Um, so, I mean, their 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 team, uh, their their biggest strength, I think, is that is that um, they have a solid midfield. They they play well on the attack, um, and their defense is um, their their defense. They they kind of seemed a little weak on 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 the right side um, at times. and made a lot of a lot of stupid mistakes, um, you know. But I mean. Again, it's they. I think they played a, a three-man back again, uh, same type of a three-five-two setup. So I mean, I, I I don't see this. This is the team that you know maybe has a chance. Um, they scored their three points. They might have a chance getting through, but um, you know they still have to fight off the likes of like Senegal and uh, the Netherlands, and those are probably the two favorites. Uh, Steve, you want to talk about Senegal a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, big loss not having Sadio Mane available for the tournament, but I mean, the team is more than just Mane, you know, they've got a really strong core group of players. They'll be competitive. I think they'll still find ways to exploit Ecuador, or um, particularly if they try playing a little too open. Uh, but I don't think that they necessarily have the quality to go after the top spot in the group. You know, I think it's going to be between Senegal and Ecuador to hash it out for number two. And I think you're right. I think Senegal's probably got the edge on them. Any thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the immediate plethora of articles in uh many different major papers and and publications immediately after the money injury was announced about hey like we all know that Sadio Mane is like one of the best goal scorers in the world but don't count this Senegal team out it was like like it is almost a group think among major publications that they felt the the need to clickbait me on uh you know why Senegal still has a decent chance um and in in reading about it the last couple of weeks it certainly seems like i mean they they've got some real legit talent they had very good results uh at the Af the african cup i think or at least they had yeah, some surprising results won. in qualifying maybe yeah, i think won. was was yeah. the thing i remember yeah so like losing one of the best goal scorers in the world is obviously terrible for them but uh it seems uh, all things being equal it looks like the talent stack if you will at, at for senegal probably outweighs ecuador um it's a little more uh balanced and, and spread out so i I, I agree with you. I, th I think that um, this is a fairly predictable group. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, they have, you know, outside of losing Mane, uh, you know, they still have they still have guys like uh, Saar and uh, they have a pretty solid defense with Koulibaly. Um, they got they have plenty of of guys who uh, have operated on the world stage through through club football. Uh, Koyate. Uh, and yep. uh, Men, like I said, Mendy and goal, and uh, they have Sar up front. So I, I think they're going to be fine getting getting out of this, getting out of this group. Now, uh, and it, it's it's worthy of note, and I'm going to do this a bunch. And uh, the guy who is not here, Nathan, is going to make fun of me for it. But I do I have a lot of um, belief in in the statistical models of five thirty eight. I, I read their stuff every day, basically. I have a friend um, and that I, works for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, and anyway, I thought it was interesting. They give the Netherlands a 50% chance of coming out in first of that group. 
and they give Ecuador a 40% chance of coming in second. Senegal only has a 28% chance of coming in second. So um, they they kind of they rate Ecuador more highly than Senegal, which is contrary to what I the collective wisdom I've been reading for the last couple of weeks. So it could be interesting. Uh, yeah, it absolutely could, especially like like we said with the uh, loss of Mane. Now, obviously, the 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 class of the group is the Netherlands. Um, you know, guys like Van Dyke, Frankie De Jong, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Bergwijn, Memphis Depay. Like that that team, uh, they're definite contenders. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, they've all been playing on the world stage. They play in. They all play for big clubs. Um, and plus, uh, plus our boy Vincent Vincent Jansen. Vincent Jansen, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Two ex Spurs players on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and guys that we've been linked to as well uh, in, sure. in Memphis Depay and uh, and uh, who else? That's that's. Oh, I guess maybe that's it. Um, but you know, obviously, uh, they're going to win that. They're going to win that group. So, um, I think it's going to be fun matches, though. I mean, the the Senegal Netherlands matchup. I think is, that's going to be a, just a fun match. A lot of like, you know, young young ish phenomenal athletes. I think it's going right. to be really fun. Right. All right. Do we want to move right into Group B? Because this is this on is to the next be, one. Let's get them rolling. Fun. Let's go Jay-Z on to the next one. Yeah, right. Uh, group B is the USA. Uh, uh, my team USA, our team USA. Uh, and uh, run by uh, run by the, the student of the England system, uh, Greg Berhalter. Um, we just Fuck found Greg out. Greg Berhalter. <laughs> Steve's on fire tonight. And here we uh, go. First shots fired. First fucking shots fired out of Steve. No, it's the second shots fired because he already said fuck Cotter. So, um, yes, that's true. So the U.S. But to uh, be fair, fuck Cotter comes up above fuck Burhalter <laughs> by a wide margin, too. Wide one margin. would hope. Well, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, One's so, a country of human rights atrocities, and the other's just an individual way of over his head i mean you can't really compare the two <laughs> i feel so for the record i feel the need to go after them hard because for whatever reason well i know the reason fox's coverage insisted on painting a rosy picture of this entire fucking tournament and we all know it's because they're sponsored by guitar airways uh so they kind of have to play nice and also while i'm on the foxes uh you know jerking them off train uh fuck alexi lawless i hate that dude so much he used to have really cool hair and a cool beard right in the 90s now he's just fucking annoying yeah every he's time almost, he's, he's almost as annoying as our friend tim howard <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i would argue more annoying but uh anyway tim howard of the of the team that uh, the usa team that uh that lost us uh a chance at the world cup uh in 2018 um so uh, out with the old people and in with all the new young stars that are coming out, um, <laughs> coming out of the U.S. Uh, guys like Serginio Dest, uh, not Zach Steffen, um, Walker <laughs> Zimmerman, uh, Anthony Robinson, Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams, uh, Eunice Musa, Tim Weah, uh, guys like that. They all play in big, big, big uh, leagues. So um, and obviously Captain America, Kristen Pulisic. Um, who has been kind of out of favor a little bit in his uh, in his 
club team. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I think I think you know guys like Serginio Dest and uh, and Weston McKenney are gonna tell the tale because those guys are kind of the linchpins of of, of the defense in in the midfield. Um, and it, you know the U.S. stands a chance of getting out of this group, probably about a 50-50 chance of getting out of this group if and only if our midfield and defense play strong, strong enough. Um, and are able to um, progress the ball forward and get the ball uh, to the players up in front, like Aronson, guys like uh, Gio Reyna and 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 Pulisic, and um, you know, I I think that the U.S. does stand a pretty good chance of getting to, to the round of 16 and possibly getting to play a, a maybe a surprise out of another group uh, um, coming into. Uh, coming into that round of 16 and maybe making it to uh to the quarter so you never know um that said uh we have two two uh pretty good teams pretty strong teams and one uh that's considered one of the favorites uh there's wales um what do you think of wales steven I like Wales. I mean, this entire group for me is probably the one with the most uh, for any given team on the line at any point in this competition. Anybody who knows for certain how this group is going to end is delusional. People are already saying it's going to be England. It's going to be Wales. It's going to be U.S. It's going to be no. If you told me before this tournament started that England was bottom of the group and Iran and Wales progressed. I would believe that, you know, th this is a highly contested group, not because any one team has fewer players than the other that are of that world-class caliber, but rather two of the teams going in England and the U S have piss poor managers who, uh, may find it difficult to get results against these scrappy underdogs. Uh, Wales, I think, is a very cohesive unit. I think they'll surprise a lot of people. Iran, likely the, I don't want to say worst team in the group, but probably with the worst odds of progression. Um, but even they've got stuff to play for. I mean, their captain came out and basically said that, you know, they're, playing for all those people you know who are getting hurt in these uh you know military style executions back home um you know they're they're trying to bring something they're playing for a cause at this point and that can be a very dangerous thing to go against when you've got a team that's focused on getting a result for a greater purpose um and I, england has harry Maguire for whatever reason they, they just keep <laughs> freaking him along that forehead's gonna get him in trouble they're um, gonna run a back four with with dyer and Maguire in the, in the middle i mean in in all honesty for uh, me this group england's probably coming out on top i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they, they, they they run a back three don't they look if I wouldn't be surprised if they ended in second or third, but uh, I mean, gut says they'll probably get the results needed to take the top spot. Second is going to probably go between us and Wales. Iran's probably going to bring up the rear, but I just can't stress enough how uncomfortable this group is for me. I could see results going any way at any time. And I think tomorrow uh, we're going to see some really 
incredible games out of these guys because they know any slip up early on could spell doom yeah. yeah it's like it's not the group of death it's like the group of purgatory it's like a place you got to wait before you know where you're going <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally i mean it's it's it this whole group looks to me like a you know a one one and one gets you through almost you know um yeah. You know, uh, with goal I've, difference, with maybe with goal difference. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be it could be uh, this could be the probably the most fun group to watch for me. Um, I think if 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 like if I didn't kind of vaguely care about England's chances, uh, like I think this is one of my England is like one of my like romantic teams right i i will we'll get to this as we go through the groups but like england is one of my romantic teams of like it would just would be beautiful to see them do it um i i, I like a lot of the members of that team it, it seems like this could be their time to kind of crest talent wise uh despite their crap manager uh, steve and i are very much on the same page on that one <laughs> um but it, you know it is i think i could appreciate exciting matches a lot more if the usa were not in this group it just is so i feel like almost every match could feels like something stupid could happen and that doesn't go our way and we don't have time to recover from it and then we're screwed yeah and i just don't want that to happen um so anyway i just wish england and i wish england and usa were in a group and like the other two teams were like cutter and saudi arabia like I wish for a total, <laughs> like a, like a cheat code of a group. I would be so nice to be able to be in a cheat code of a group, but it not. wasn't going to, it wasn't going to happen though. Was it like, for me? The worst part about this is knowing that us plays the second game in that group. Right. So England and Iran mm -hmm. is first thing in the morning. We're going in with the knowledge of what has happened already. I feel like it would have been better if we played first because yeah. then it's like, okay, well, it's out of our hands. But now if we see a result in this other game, it's added pressure. Right, right, right. That's just I, me. I, agreed, agreed. Um, you know, I, I I think that that England England has an edge. And I, I honestly, I think their defense isn't as bad as everybody might think it is. Um their defense isn't bad. Maguire is. <laughs> Maguire's my Maguire is bad. And they do run a back three. And um but I, I Well, really... he's in the squad, but they haven't named him. He's not like a guaranteed starter, is he? I think uh I don't know about that. I mean it's either he might just hit, he might be like a, like he might be like an eighty seventh minute, you know, blockhead header kind of tactical play, but blockhead header uh own goal. <laughs> You know what's going to happen? Maguire's going to start tomorrow morning. It's going to be a 0-0 final, and he's going to go bragging on his social media about how he single-handedly kept England in the game. And then the very next game against the U.S., fifth-minute red card gets sent off, and they capitulate on the back of that. That's just how he is. He's he's just an arrogant prick. I hate that dude. <laughs> I, I I love Kieran Trippier out of this team. Um, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but my, my guess, uh, my guess is us and England come out of this group and, uh, moving on. By the um, way, worth it to note, 538 gives a 2% edge to Iran over Wales in terms of coming in third. Wow. So. Interesting. So there we go. That's I, I, they, apparently played, they apparently played a really strong qualifying campaign. So 
I mean, I've never seen them play, uh, so I'm unqualified to talk about it. I'm just really glad that they said something nice about the demonstrators back home. That makes me I, I just like that. The, like that. That's a, this is the classic separate team from government kind of deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think good, good for him for having the courage to do that. I think it'd have been great if Qatar and uh, Saudi Arabia did the same thing. But uh, speaking of Saudi Arabia, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's, on let's to the next to that, one. Let's get to that Group C. Uh, group C. So uh, Group C is uh, it's gotten another one of tip, Brian's typical uh, classic uh, romantic teams, romantic teams. Yeah, um, and that's Argentina. Everybody wants to see Messi finally fucking do it. You know. By the way, do, do you know? Do you know about? The match count? Have you seen that? No, 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 no. So I guess, like, to get to the final, you play, I want to say, seven games or something. And um, Messi's last professional match at PSG that he played in was number 993. So if they win all the way through, they play set, he, he will be in a World Cup final for his thousandth match as a professional player. Wow, that would be, that would be, that would be pretty awesome man um there is there's nothing quite like watching watching guy like Messi play uh obviously uh one of the greatest of all time um you know Argentina tends to produce these uh all-time greats um so uh you know Argentina's obviously the class for me the class of this group um and uh the the you know, everybody's probably giving the edge to Poland. I don't know what 538 says, but everybody's probably giving the edge to Poland uh, with Lewandowski. Um, I think they've been overrated on the world stage for a lot of years now just because of Lewandowski up front. Um, I like, uh, I really, 538 really, gives the edge to Mexico, not Poland. Do they? Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I really, really enjoy uh, watching Mexico play unless they're playing against the U.S. Yeah, um, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. I, I feel a vague sense of, like, totally undeserved patriotism for me. For me. Like, I'm like, wait, I always kind of cheer for Mexico, only, except, you know, uh, if they're playing the U.S., I want them to lose 2 nothing every time for the rest of time. <laughs> well, you, you know, I like, I, I like watching, like, uh, uh, Lozano is just, like, the guy's, the guy's pretty amazing. He's, like, he's super fast, uh he he plays like he i think he plays in italy somewhere um but he plays that kind of typical italian style of soccer um it just just long on the wings you know and, and uh and i think that i think that mexico uh has has probably the strongest defense um out of out of the three remaining teams in that group um uh but you know you never know what's going to happen in that group i mean poland could could pull something out i i really like mexico i think mexico also has the best kits in in the entire fucking tournament so Ooh, i haven't seen the kits i'll have to look that up oh man they get two two great kits two great kits cool um they have kind of like a like their their white and red kit is kind of like an aztec kind of design on it it's really super cool and their other one i think is uh it kind of looks like palm leaves or palm fronds, um, but um, that said, like I don't know. Um, obviously, Argentina—they're um, another one of the favorites to win. And um, I mean, w- like watching Poland in the Euros, it kind of seemed like—and and I have not looked at the squad in depth, so don't 
nobody raked over the coals here, but like uh, having seen them in, in uh, like if they're playing in an international friendly or something, or they're playing in the Euros or during their qualifying, if it's on TV, I turn it on because there's a chance to see Lewandowski do something incredible, right? Um, and but it does kind of seem like it's him and then everybody else. Um, it, it's I mean he is an absolute world class player, so most teams that he plays on, it's going to be him and then everyone else. But I, I think the supporting cast question here is, is the big toss up, you know, is, is how good is it? And are they going to show up? Whereas I think like the, you know, my impression having watched a decent, not an incredible amount, a decent amount of Mexico is just an overall higher quality level across all areas. I, yeah, dude, they're like, they're super fast. They're super creative. Um, They'll they'll hit you on a counter. They'll hit you. They'll hit you with with some amazing play around the box, pinpoint passing. Like they're a super fun team to watch, um, and I only hate them when they're playing the U.S. <laughs> Mexico have never failed to get out of the group stage either, so they've got history on their side for whatever that's worth. Interesting. Um, but know, for me, this is I mean, clear Argentina win, right? I mean, I don't think anybody's expecting. <laughs> a team that's been winning games five, six, seven, nothing to, you know, falter in this group. If this is, this for me is a classic play for second, you know, and you're right, Mexico or Poland, I'm giving it to Mexico personally, but it's another toss up. You could go either way. It's going to be a fun one to, to check out. And Saudi Arabia is just garbage. So if right. they, if they get any result at all, I think it'll be a victory for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know. I mean, a, a, like a draw in this group for Saudi Arabia would be something they Huge. would talk about for a generation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, look at this fucking team. That, like, like, I'm sorry, Ar- Argentina's stacked. Uh, Lautaro Martinez. Uh, they got Molina. It's, it's really insane. Christian Romero, Otamendi, uh, Tagliafico, um, Paredes. Uh, Lo hurt, right? So he's not playing. Dabala, Di Maria. I mean, Christ Almighty. Uh, you know, obviously Messi. Uh, you know, I mean, this this team might be a team of destiny, and we we may, we might see something special out of them. But obviously, uh, I, I think our picks are Argentina and maybe Mexico out of this group. Uh, Poland, Poland, if they play um, relatively well, better as good or better as they're playing going into the Euros when they when they fluffed it. Yeah. Yeah, we got a straightforward group coming up. Yeah, I mean, Socceroos going to win it all, right? <laughs> Socceroos. It's everybody, funny. Uh, my my daughter, for them, right? My daughter is obsessed with socks, and so I, for no apparent reason other than the fact that I love the nation of Australia, uh, I've started to call them Socceroos. Um, and so now every time in the in the morning, it's like, we're going to put on your socceroos and she'll go socceroos and like run and go find her socks. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously precious. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward, right? Denmark, France. Um, the other two teams. In uh, that order. Yeah. <laughs> there's my hot ooh, take. <laughs> ooh. That, that is, uh, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I love, I love how you think that, uh, you know. Uh, just because uh, we had one major injury coming out of this group uh, uh, in Benzema. Um, I love how you think that France is just going to fall apart because Benzema <laughs> is hurt. So I'll, I'll just say the, the devil's advocate view here is 
Tunisia is sneaky good. And this is our our, our guest who couldn't make it. Uh, I know I'm a guest, but the other guest who couldn't make it, Nathan, he and I have been texting about um, like Tunisia is not as much of a walk over as you might think. Like their team plays for they're they're very young. They're very fast. Um, they play for some really good teams. Um, I mean, some of them have been you know, playing first tier soccer since they were 17 and starting, you know, uh, so it's not Tunisia is not a walkover team at all. I think they could, if nothing else, I think they will, um, if they don't necessarily have the firepower to ruin maybe France or Denmark's dreams of getting out of the group, they are going to make it difficult for all of them. Um, so just that that's my like dark horse, like surprise everybody thing is, you know, purely theoretically there's a chance that tunisia's kind of youth and 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 the the luck of the moment could drive them through and out of the group and probably taking down i would assume denmark but you know i mean there are people who have denmark to win which i think is crazy just based on the path getting out of once you're out of the group but I'm I just, thought I would throw that out there just for good just so it's not an i, I didn't i don't want a totally automated uh group think conclusion here just say the last competitive fixture France played was a two nothing loss against Denmark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Their we'll recent see. history has not been great. Two nil loss against Denmark. They beat Austria, lost to Croatia, drew Austria, drew Croatia, lost to Denmark. That was their entire nation's league. Six rounds of fixtures. Yep. It's not really uh an optimistic look and i know they've got the talent i know they've got the players but there's just something in me that wants to believe in denmark so that's that's where i'm sticking it and you you all know my uh you, you know my feelings on christian erickson um so I'm, I'm here for my dane all all day every day look look you, you know i mean there's there's nothing wrong with rooting for for vikings like pre- modern day vikings uh you know our our very own uh uh hobby is 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 on this team uh and obviously our our very own christian erickson and uh i know he's not one of our own but he is one of our own and uh i will i will always root for erickson uh unless he's playing for that fuck stain red team in manchester um you know uh, I just don't see them with, or if he winds down his career playing for the Cutter Professional League. This is going to be a battle of two teams. <laughs> I think this this group is going to be a battle of two teams with, with aging goalkeepers, you know, in Schmeichel and and Loris. Uh, yeah, you know, it, and that may tell the tale. You know, obviously we know everything there is to know about Loris, uh, his. Uh, the way that he, uh, for some reason, plays soccer and can't kick a soccer ball, um, <laughs> he's still a hell of a shot stopper. He has lost a step, uh, I, but like I, I don't see, I don't see Denmark beating France, uh, In- including his disappointing moral relativism. Actually, by the way, y- yeah, yeah, that's disappointing. Well, I mean, to be fair to Hugo, there, um, France was allegedly one of the countries that was bribed by Qatar. So there could be some money changing hands there to get him to, <laughs> you know, at least be abstinent from this whole controversy. Uh, I don't know. That seemed a little more like he had actually thought about this as a philosophy and was kind of, it came down on the side of like, I think a 
not unnuanced moral relativism but i mean at the same time like you know professional athletes are not generally philosophy majors right um you know jalen brown of the celtics notwithstanding uh, who was a philosophy major at cal but um yeah or other than that i Eric mean dyer yeah. <laughs> i mean, uh, I mean jamie, jamie <laughs> vardy in a sense is a philosophy major you know talk shit get banged uh that famous tweet that's a good philosophy you guys I laugh think. about eric dyer but jesus christ dude yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, sorry. So anyway, we're I, I guess we're we're obviously calling Denmark and 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 uh, France's France and and in, in, yeah. in this group. So uh, Group E. Mm-hmm. Group D. All right. E E E. Oh, that was Group D. That, that was, was Group D. D. Jesus Christ! Oh, we're flying right along here. This is great. This is great for everybody involved because they don't have to listen to us much much longer. Uh, <laughs> hey, we are what halfway through the groups now. This is a, this is a this is a neat group for me. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Um, <clears throat> is this the group of death? Nah. Eh, I don't. I know. think this is the group of Germany and Spain advance easily, and that's all she wrote. I don't know. I think honestly, I think Japan is. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we saw them beat, uh, a, a B squad on, you know, for the U S, um, you know, in the last international friendly that the U S played. Um, and I just, I, I just think that Japan, Japan is one of those teams like Iran, who is, who is a strong team defensively. Um, they, they string together, uh, pass as well. Um, they don't have any real giant individual superstars, um, but I think Japan is one of going to be one of those teams that's a that's a pest for the rest of the group, um, and you know don't count, don't count out Costa Rica either. I mean, but obviously I always do. You always do because because <laughs> Steve hates Costa Rica. Everybody knows <laughs> Steve. He hates tropical vacations. Uh, and Costa Rica is one of those places, and and shockingly well-run universal healthcare for a poor country in South America. Well, boo uh, on you, Costa Rica. I know. <laughs> uh, by the way, I I did want to mention. I know I'm coming off as a, a 5:38 fanboy stan over here, but um, the uh, like, I they did run a thing about the the deadliest groups of death of all time. And by their ratings, their ELO ratings, which is like a complicated thing, but it basically involves like head-to-head competitions. Um, this group, Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica, is the number 14th deadliest group uh, in World Cup history. So, um, yeah, apparently the 1970 uh, group three uh, was, so it was England who had just come off a win uh brazil czechoslovakia and romania is the deadliest of all time but the number six of all time by 538's ratings brazil switzerland serbia cameroon in 2022 so we'll get to them soon two of the top 15 deadliest groups of all time in this world cup you are a fucking stan aren't you i'm a stan i'm sorry 538 stan all right that's that's pretty cool i mean that'll that'll be your handle from now on on our whatsapp chat 538 stan (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i like i like spain uh somehow like every single time i i 
try and get up on Spain. They seem to let me down. Um, I, I think that they, they have like, they, they have a lack of kind of a lack of depth. I think that a lot of their team are kind of getting older. Uh, I just, you know, it, it, there's, there's no Chavi, there's no Iniesta on the on, on the Spain team. You know, there's no team, there's no players that you know you're gonna be like completely fucking wowed by. Like uh, Pedri, I guess is, I, I guess he's he's a he's a good soccer player. Um, I I don't think he's as creative and and uh, exciting and and um, just awe inspiring as as. Um, a lot of the uh, former, you know, you know, Spain stars, um, but he's the, he's kind of their their guy, right? So, um, I don't know. I mean, I like- so this is where again we're we're really missing our buddy Nathan because, you know, he's lived in Spain. He's been a fan of the Spain national team for decades upon decades. Um, yeah, yeah. He'd probably tell I, me I'm fucking crazy. He, I, you know, we. Yes, but we know I that anyway. Well, so let's put it this way. So Nathan, uh, a, a uh, brilliant and uh, wildly intelligent and uh, cynic, uh, particularly about the things that he loves the most. Uh, I think this is the most excited he's been about Spain, maybe since what, like 2010 or something like that. So um, I honestly like thinking we only found out he wasn't going to be on this pod like, you know, an hour before we got on here, which is a real shame. Uh, so I like didn't bother reading all that much about uh the spanish national team because i was like oh i'll just get on the pod and hear everything nathan has to say and like that'll be my education you can, on you can fucking team. riff off nathan you know yeah pretty much but uh anyway so that that's I, i'm uneducated on spain because i was planning to be educated on this pod so my apologies no i you know i mean honestly i i, I like germany out of this group um you know rudiger kimmich gundawan i i love watching gundawan play he kind of has that 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 fun kind of cockiness um, that you that you like in an attacking player, uh, but he also has that he's also kind of gritty, which which I kind of love. The only thing that sucks about this German team that this German national team is that fucking Kai Havertz is on that fucking team, and I can't stand that guy. <laughs> um, uh, he's also pretty pretty decent player, uh, so um, you know. Honestly, uh, Spain, Spain, and Germany are coming out of this group, as far as I'm concerned. I'd agree uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I think Japan is going to make it tougher than some people expected. They had a really good qualifying run too. I did read a fair bit about that and uh, watched some of their matches. Um, and they, you know, they play, they play hard. They don't have, like you said, they don't have like big names, but they play really cohesively. And I think they're going to really, they're going to like really give people some trouble um i think it'll be interesting i think they'll play you know they're the tunisia if you will of this group um maybe not so so good as to be a spoiler but good enough to really uh you know give everybody a run for their money all righty so do we uh Um, mike I, i have a question for you Oh, sure, 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 sure. What's up? Um, I, I, I should have looked this up and tried to say it in Arabic, but I would have just butchered it anyway. But what? And it would have <laughs> it would have been ironic uh, given the uh, beer, ban on beer sales at this World Cup. But what you drinking? Oh, wow, Brian. Uh, I it love better it be a Bud Zero. 
<laughs> I love it. Uh, no, uh, Budweiser's been banned in and around my house. Um, so uh, today, um, we're going to go with something. For religious for, reasons. For religious <laughs> reasons. Um, uh, for today, uh, I, I'm going to go with something local uh, from Upper Pass Beer Company. Um, I don't know if I've done an Upper Pass beer yet. Um, we've done so many of these fucking things. Um, <clears throat> this one is uh, yet another surprise, surprise, India Pale Ale. Uh, because that's all we do in Vermont, apparently. Uh, there is a brewery in Southern Vermont that does like only sours, Hermit Thrush. We can get Hermit Thrush, yes. We can get and their shit time. is sour. It's not like you know, it's a sour beer. It's still yeah. fun and tasty. It's like you, you know, that shit. You drink it and you're just puckered for the rest of the day. It's yeah, it's they, intense. They totally don't fuck around at all. I want to try this. What the oh, shit? It worked. <laughs> so I saw this. I saw this shit on Facebook, and uh, you can use a beer to open your beer. You can yes, use a, he the bottom Mike, of a beer can to open your beer. Mike There's literally a, just used meta. a Narganset can to open his upper pass can. What the is. fuck? Hey, get, get on the screen. Narganset. Narganset. Anyway, the beer for. Beer lovers roll around. The beer for those who really know quality beer. You got there's a whole series of uh, old Narragansett beer commercials I will share with you guys later. I won't try to interrupt your. Uh, the cans have made on honor, sold in sold on merits. I mean, there you go. Straight away, clam on it. I I uh, I did buy. A, I have a. I bought a whole bunch of Narragansett and I bought a whole bunch of uh, Bush Light, which is funny because um, the pod where I had COVID a couple weeks ago, Brian. Uh, I don't know if you heard that one, but uh, Steve and Dave made fun of me and made fun of my segment by doing Narragansett <laughs> and said that I would call it Nasty Gansett. And I do call it Nasty Gansett because that's uh, it's a term of endearment for Narragansett. Um, it's the it's the beer of the clam. Um, the no, official beer of the clam. Just to enunciate, you said clam with an M, right? Clam. Not like clamoring. Not, not yeah, like, yeah. Clamor. Not like the not like the not KKK, the, please. Yes, <laughs> to be va- radically clear, it is not the official Clam- beer. Of the mm-hmm. KKK. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, thank you it's very the much. Beer th- it's the official. <laughs> oh fuck! You know, nobody was thinking that, Steve, until you said it. I was. Everybody was thinking it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I not enunciate very well? He, he, he's already had enough beer that he's not enunciating the last letters of words. So here yeah, we go. Well, there you go. Upper pass. Here we go. Um, <laughs> So Upper Pass, this is called Lotus Mode. It's a single IPA that's 8 fucking 0.5% alcohol. Um, 60 IBUs. Uh, it's made in Vermont. Uh, Upper Upper Pass Brewing. Uh, this beer has Lotus Hops, uh, Azaka Hops, Amarillo, and Mosaic. Mosaic are uh, some of my favorite hops. Um, and... Uh, they kind of give mosaic really give uh ipas their 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 citrusy quality um so let's go with this uh let's go with this and see uh see what we get um it's very it's it's very very unfiltered um it's very very cold it's got a nice nice little head on it uh for the 
for the people that are watching at home, which is the two of you. That is true. There are two of us watching you drink this beer. Wow. It's really fucking fizzy. But really, we're mostly pondering how we ended up in such a place in life that we have to watch another man drink beer and pontificate about it. But, you know. <laughs> such are such are the uh, the pitfalls hey. of podcasting. You have Speak to, to fucking, yourself. You have to have fucking segments. You have to have fucking segments to break up the monotony and and, and boring bullshit talk. Uh, uh, you know, from us nerds, us soccer nerds. Um, Mike, are, are you? You're clearly not keeping track because you just said I don't know if we've done one for, before from this brewery. But are you tracking your rankings over time? Like this is, you know, I'm gonna put this in my in my top five of the beers I've reviewed on the pod, kind of deal. Uh, we'll have to start from the beginning for that. Yeah, mm. we would. I, I, <laughs> here's the other thing: is that is that Steve and uh, and and our and one of our uh, one of our friends of the pod uh, have and Dave for the most part have been shitting on kind of my rating system, uh, and. And uh, they they say that I need to kind of temper it a little bit. Um, they they think that I go a little bit overboard sometimes with some of these beers, uh, and a little bit underboard with some of the other ones. So they have to it, it has to level out at some point, or we can just stop the fucking segment. I'm so, just saying his always... he could he'll be like you know this is the best beer I've ever had. It's three out of five. This is the worst <laughs> beer I've ever had. It's a three out of five. It's like. Yeah. Do, do, are you also are you also a professional Yelp reviewer, reviewer? Like, this is the best meal I've ever had. Uh, didn't get my extra napkins fast enough. Four stars. <laughs> but... So <laughs> that's yeah, that, that's Mike. That's a great Yelp review right there. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, this so this beer. This For the record, is... I I don't even drink beer, and I always like the segment. Uh, so I want I just want I want to put it out there. Um, I, I like this beer. It's a it's a it's a plain old. Oh, it's a six point five percent, not eight eight point five. But anyway, um, it's it's got a funky can design. Uh, the beer's kind of funky itself. Um, it's just an IPA, so it's it's not trying to do anything that's going to blow your socks off. I think you know a, what happens a lot with a lot of these breweries that have a ton of IPAs is that they try and make their different IPAs, you know, using different hops, so that each beer it has a distinct characteristic that's that's different from the next so um cloud drop is upper passes like signature beer um and and uh this kind of sets itself apart by you know being a more citrusy uh a more hop forward uh ipa versus versus the the cloud drop which is kind of a more malt forward um piney kind of ipa I, I i love cloud drop uh it's one of my favorite beers um this beer is it's pretty good um you know um i think it's just it's it's kind of a it's kind of just a it's a chill ipa i like it a lot um i'm gonna give this a rating of uh 3.6 uh because it it's it's quality um it's a good ipa it works hard uh and it 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 kind of like makes you want to savor it kind of every every uh every sip 
It's not gonna it's not gonna blow your socks off. It's not gonna make you think this is the best beer I've ever had in my life, but it's a very, very good, very well made IPA. And Sounds, uh our song choice that's a, uh, that's a decent review. Yeah. And that's three point six out of five, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My song choice for this one uh is gonna be uh I'm gonna use Donovan Mellow Yellow. <laughs> All right. That's that is that's a chill beer, uh right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's been uh hey Mike, what's your drinking? We had three groups to go, and I've got a toddler ready for bed, so let's let's <laughs> crush it. Let's let's okay, let's uh let's crush this uh group F then. Uh you know group F is Belgium, Canada, uh a, a surprise entrant, Morocco and Croatia. Croatia <laughs> is the team of Luka Modric. Uh lots of current Spurs and former Spurs playing uh playing uh in this tournament um obviously belgium is one of the top ranked teams in the world they have arguably one of the top three players in the world in uh kevin de bruyne uh um i think that belgium easily comes out of this group uh i think that canada is going to be the surprise coming out of this group um <clears throat> Alfonso Davies uh, is the leader of that team. Um, I think that they have uh, a, a really good coach in John Herdman who uh, who plays very, very uh, physical, very, very fast uh, kind of football. They um, have a really good defense. And, uh, you know, if they have the chance to possess the ball for long periods of time, you're going to have a really fucking hard time with them. Um, and, you know, I mean, the uh, the guy that they have on the other side is uh, Tejon Buchanan. It, Alfonso, Alfonso Davies and Tejon Buchanan are just so fucking fast that, that if they have an opportunity to run you off the ball, you're in you're in big trouble if if they're gonna do that the entire game you're gonna be in big trouble. They can counterattack. They can they can they can attack with precision passing, uh, but they but they do defend very very well. Um, I think that they are very underrated on the on the world stage uh, as an international team, um, and I think they're they're gonna get out of this group. Um, the only the only thing is that you know Croatia, um, Morocco is another. They're they're the the group the team in this group that is just they're going to be a pest for people, um, but I think that that Croatia uh, is is kind of the wild card in this group. Um, but I I love Canada in this group. I really really do. They're they're fun and exciting to watch and they're young. Yeah, I think fun and exciting gets you so far. I'm sure they'll make it competitive. Morocco, too, to be honest. I don't think they're going to just, you know, drop dead and let people walk all over them. But I don't know. For me, Croatia's got the experience. Um, they don't need to necessarily rely on speed because they've got the tactics down to a science. They know what they need to be doing. They know how they need to react to things. It won't be the first or last time they'll go up against a team that's physically faster than them um i don't think it's going to bother them quite as much as as people think i think it honestly i think second place is probably going to croatia but it will be competitive um 
I, I agree my candidate is going to surprise people. I think uh, a lot of the world's written them off, and that's probably going to come back to bite them to some degree. But Morocco, like I said, them too, they could, depending on the day, cause some serious problems as well. This is a difficult, clear Belgium, but it's a difficult choice for who gets second. And for me, I I, I've got to go creation. Um, I, I agree with the former part of your sentiment. I'm not sure I agree with the latter. Um, I, I I think this is a really, it might be the toughest group to pick who's going to come in second, I think, of all of the groups, like really looking at it. Um, I think it's it's pretty well balanced. I mean, I think you're right. Like Canada don't get the respect that they, I think, deserve. And I think a lot of that has to do with the conference that they're in, like the perception that it's not as strong um as you know uefa or something like that um but you know morocco very strong side a lot of people played for very good teams in there croatia um has the experience um i i think this is, I, I don't think anybody really has a good idea um and because you know i'm going to play my role as 538 stand here um <laughs> they give canada a 21 percent chance to come in second Morocco a 25% chance and Croatia a 27% chance. So the the path out That's is tight. Yeah, the path out is really fascinating anyway. You know, you really, you need those two wins and it's like who who who's a guaranteed win uh in you know, let's assume that Belgium can win two in a row and 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 and, and for their purposes hopefully going away. Um and but after that you know, there aren't two easy wins in the, in the, in the three other teams there. Um, I mean, even Morocco, you know, is I think better than people expect. So that's, that's good. That's a dog fight group, I think. And I think you're going to see some, you're going to see some matches go to penalty kicks. I think you're going to see some late game heroics. It's going to be very, it's going to be very dramatic. I think. I, I just don't, I just, I don't rate Croatia anymore. I just think they're, they're, I think their age is gonna is gonna show in this, you know, um, they and they have a fucking shit goalkeeper too. So, um, you know, I I, I will I say love... I don't know if this I don't know if this influences you either way, but because Brian said something that had me curious, uh, so I looked up the order of the games that get played. If Belgium get the two wins needed right off the bat and can rest their players on the third, their third games against Croatia. Okay, I mean, and there's some enough. potential. Just saying. Fine enough. Um, but I mean, are you playing to win the group? Or are you playing to, uh, you know, to, to completely boss the group? I, I, I don't know. I mean, Croatia. I think that it's just their age is going to show. You know, Modric and Perisic are 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 not spring chickens anymore. And and I think the goalkeeping edge goes to goes to Morocco of all teams, but. Um, you know, I just think that I think that Canada is going to be the surprise out of this group, and uh, and uh, and I think their youth, yeah. I think their youth and speed is going to play out in that in that group. All right, Group G, we're moving on now. This is the team <laughs> that is the odds-on favorite, right? Uh, this is the group that has that has Brazil um, and that fancy pants Neymar, um, along with Serbia, Switzerland. Uh, and Cameroon and uh, uh, you know Cameroon's not going to be a pushover. Um, this I think is going to be the tough it, it, is one of the tougher groups to call. 
What do you think? I mean, so this is that group I was talking about how the like the sixth <clears throat> theoretically just based on ELO ratings, uh, it's the sixth toughest group in World Cup history. Um, I think uh, Brazil, I think, is just preposterous. So, I mean, like, uh, I, it's another one where uh, I, I think it's a real dogfight to figure out who's going to come in second. Um, I, personally, I mean, I, this might be kind of boring, but I think Switzerland is actually better than they appear. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see Cameroon. I, I think, you know, I think all the matches in this group are, you're going to see just some, some real fireworks, you know, and some interesting tactical decisions. You have, you know, teams that are like there's Brazil and then there's everybody else, but I think that there are, um, you know, some teams that are more, uh, off, better offenses versus better defenses, you know, um, middling midfield, uh, versus excellent midfield. I think it's going to be just so much fun to to watch this group yeah i think you're you're on to something there for me though i give the edge to serbia over switzerland um but i just think that a bunch of guys like them big imposing uh powerful players and you've got players like uh alexander mitrovic who's been on fine form for fulham of all teams um they that's that that for me is going to be a fun team to watch in the group but i 100 agree brazil runs away with it and then it's just an absolute scrap for second i i i i kind of agree i mean cameroon like i said i i like naming these pests and i like watching these teams are gonna that are gonna cause people problems uh you know i i just you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get past a, a team like Brazil um, and and Serbia. Um, Serbia presents probably the the biggest, most physical team probably in in the in the group, or not a, not just in the group, but in the in the tournament. And uh, and uh, you know, you never know how how physicality is gonna play out against against speed um, and against. And against uh, you know a team that a, a precision team, um, a team that's super well drilled like like Switzerland, uh, but I, you know I, I just think that the physicality of Serbia is is gonna is gonna push them through into the sixteen. I mean, and their their forwards are just like just guys who are just routinely scoring sick goals in every league in Europe. I mean, that's the thing is if they're I think if their midfield can really match the pace, if they can exploit openings, stuff like that, you have guys who can finish. Um, I think it'll be interesting to watch Serbia. All right, uh, let's move on here. The next group. Uh, the final group. Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite group of the tournament. You know, I would say so too. I mean, there's there's lots of stuff going on in there. Uh you have uh, another all-time great who's not one. You have uh, um, probably one of the one of the most well-liked players uh, in the world. Um, Rodrigo Betancourt. Rodrigo Betancourt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I was going to say Bruno Fernandez, actually. Um, <laughs> no, uh, obviously. Hyun Min San. Yeah, Hyun Min San. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the smile and now the fact that he actually, uh, he's always wanted to be a superhero. Um, one of his biggest fans is uh, a bona fide uh, a superhero actor. Um, and now he gets to wear a superhero mask. Um, so what a, what a cool fucking, what a cool looking mask, man. Uh, he, he looks like Batman. Um, obviously, uh, Portugal are, uh, favored to come out of this group. Um, and I, and I think that people are, I think that, uh, Uruguay is gonna, gonna end up, uh, in second in this group, but South Korea is a team that nobody should sleep on at this point. Um, they have they have uh obviously their star in in son um they but they also have you know um a, a bunch of of players that are playing in big leagues um uh kim min jay uh is playing uh in the in the premier league now um uh who's the, the uh wang he chan plays for plays for wolves and he's always fast super exciting to watch um they're a team that uh they finish in fourth place um didn't didn't they they finished in fourth place in 20 uh, no what when they when they hosted right when they what was that two four years ago 2002 south korea 2002. hosted oh, Jesus, was 20 years ago <laughs> uh but, yes. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Kim and Jay. Kim and Jay is. Uh, he has a giant head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has a giant head. Uh, he's. Uh, he's pretty imposing. He's a uh, like, like six foot three or six foot four. Um, I, 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 I like watching uh, South Korea play. I think uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch, but. Um, I know you don't want to talk about him, but let's talk about Ronaldo a little bit. Uh, here's a guy who just, I mean, he's come. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Uh, we we know everything about his his moral compass and all that shit. Uh, the the fact that he's a spoiled, rotten brat, fucking superstar, um, and, and that's partially his fault, partially not his fault. Um, because you know, stardom. When stardom comes, what do you do with it um, as a human being? And obviously, his moral compass doesn't point in the right direction all the time, right? So, uh, you pretty much knew what was going to come of that. So, Ronaldo's not one, though. Um, I think this is his biggest and best chance, and it might be his last World Cup, uh, given his recent form and his recent fucking attitude in his league with his team. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I think <laughs> I, I think the hottest take is like that. Um, it's kind of it's it seems ridiculous to say, given that he's been such a force for so long. But I think that in general, like this Portugal team is stacked without him. Like they have a very balanced, very intelligent uh, set of players that play at the highest level at every position, and they're just. And they seem to have pretty decent, you know, unit cohesion um, coming into this. So, um, 
I think the biggest thing and the thing that would drive him the most crazy, which feels lovely uh, to say, is uh, maybe he doesn't even really matter. Um, and, it, and even if he if he does matter, it's going to be because he has such a talented group of supporting cast members here that are going to, you know, they know how to get him into positions and feed him in positions where he's still deadly. Right. He doesn't have to do even like some of the complete insanity physical stuff that he used to. Um, they're going to tee him up and let him finish because he can still do that when given the opportunity. So but in general, Portugal getting out of the group is not going to come down to Ronaldo. He is not the talisman. He might be spiritually in some respects. Um you know, I come from one of the most Portuguese states in the nation in Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, his picture is on murals and he's Providence and stuff. I mean, he's like, he's a proper legend. So he might spiritually be the most important, but practically this team has moved on and they got a lot of young talent. Um, and then the the goal sniper of goal snipers, Bruno Fernandes as well. So, you know, um, I, I think they're going to do fine. I think Uruguay are too fast and too... They, they can they can match the best of south korea um and then some i i think it's portugal and uruguay i feel bad for sunny i think he'll be a national hero if he somehow does some heroics and gets them out of the group stage that'd be wonderful i'd love to see it uh but yeah i'm also glad that it's all it's like almost a statistical impossibility that ghana can ruin yet another world cup for the united states that feels good <laughs> as well <laughs> there super true i, I mean, mean yeah go ahead Steve. everything you said i i agree with you know uh, unlike united i think portugal are in a position where they can and are willing to play around ronaldo um that said i think they would be worse off doing that um i you know they'll still get the results that they need to progress but i think if they just kept him out of it and let the rest of the team, you know, do their thing. They're probably more consistent, more cohesive. Honestly, I think if they do build their game plan around Ronaldo heroics, they'll look shaky. And for me, group H is a group where you fuck around, find out, right? Like those teams <laughs> are going to be flying high. They're going to be all of them attacking, pressing, trying to, uh, you know, get the results. I don't see a single one of these teams sitting back and trying to play, you know, fucking Nuno ball um, or Mourinho ball or whatever kind of defensive atrocity you might want. Um, these guys are all going all outs and the, the teams that make the most mistakes are the ones that are going to drop into the third and fourth positions. Portugal with Ronaldo may have the firepower to overcome that. Portugal without Ronaldo have the consistency to not give up those mistakes as much in the game. Um, either way, I think Portugal probably clear advantage. Uh, for me, I, I agree Uruguay's probably got that number two spot just because of all the talent they do have. Um well, but I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't discount any of these guys. I would love to see the back of Ghana because, like you said, statistically they can't fuck over the U.S. But also, they do have somebody who is, you know, being investigated for alleged sexual abuse, uh, playing for that team. So, kind of hard to want to support them. Um, you know, if South Korea advances, I'm happy. If Uruguay advances, I'm happy. 
Portugal's probably got it. But if they don't, if Portugal manages to come in third or fourth in this group, I think I would actually be ecstatic um, <laughs> just because of all the drama that Ronaldo has been spewing lately. I think that that would be yeah. absolute romance to me for him to come in last in the group and watch as his you know his rival his arch rival Messi makes a deep run into the competition uh Neymar makes a deep run into the competition that it would just be so much fun just to watch him you know take that early plane home but uh, yeah, no, the short and Friday would certainly be strong there um but I, I just want to say for all our gun and listeners um you know I uh <laughs> God is still, they're like my favorite country in Africa. It always pains me to have to hate them every World Cup. So um, <laughs> they're, they're a phenomenal country. Every Ghanaian I've ever met has been a wonderful human being. Um, they're a good, well-run country and 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 like just super cool people. And uh, I'm very sorry that I, I think you're going to come in fourth in this group. You know, just blame party and banish him from the team, claim it's his entire doing. I think you'll all be better for it. Yeah, I I think with this, you know, in this group, obviously Portugal. But if there's one team that can can really can really do something uh, to to upset Portugal's dreams, uh, it's 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 Uruguay. And you know, guys like you know Benton Kerr, who's been completely, and we know we know what kind of form he's been on recently. They got they got a front line of. You know Cavani and and Suarez and uh, and and Darwin, who for some reason like gets the Premier League and can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. Uh, but you know if they're that if they're if that team is on man, they're gonna make a really deep run into the into the into the cup too. You know they're they have the ability to 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 back a team like Portugal into a corner. Which uh, which brings me to another point, like with all of the shit that's already happening and all of the shit that's previously happened in this World Cup. You know, Steve, I just talking about you know Portugal getting backed into a corner. I, I'm I'm wondering what happens if you get backed into a corner. Me in my corner, you know. If I maintain that there has been, I've literally been refreshing social media to see if there's any other fucking controversies coming up. Um, <laughs> but I did think of one while we were talking. Uh, and I think that this is probably on the, the verge of being plausible, um, given everything that we've seen so far in the competition. And what I'm going to present to you is this. So we know the opening fixture was Ecuador winning 2-0. We know that. We know that there was a, a moment very early on in the game where we thought, you know, VAR police uh, were going to ruin it for everybody and, um, you know, keep coming up with bullshit reasons to disallow goals. But that didn't happen. We got 2-0. Ecuador looked dangerous. They looked like they could have, you know, absolutely hammered on a bunch more goals. And then the second half was pedestrian it was boring you know not much really happened um and you know maybe you're just thinking well you got the two goal advantage let's just cruise um and focus on the next game but you have to remember this is ecuador right we've already talked about how you know it's more likely to see netherlands and senegal advance than ecuador it could possibly come down to goal difference in this competition 
So why wouldn't Ecuador press their advantage and try to to tack on a couple of more goals and give themselves a nice cushion when it could matter later on? The reason is that at halftime, the Qatari officials went in and they said, hey, guys, you're embarrassing us. It's our it's our first game. We're the host nation. Here's some money back off a bit. And Ecuador said, you know what? We've already got the win. We're looking comfortable. We don't really have to worry about this going sideways. We'll take it. We'll give you guys this, you know, it's it's a loss, but it's not as embarrassing as it could have been. And they left it alone. I am bringing to the table that Qatar actually bribed Ecuador to take their foot off the gas in the second half to avoid an absolute rout, an embarrassing start to the competition, uh, and a massive stain, a more of a massive stain on their World Cup history than it already is. That's the conspiracy I'm coming with today. And I don't think it's it's the most batshit thing I've heard, to be honest. You know, that seems reasonable to me, but it hasn't been confirmed yet or even rumored in any kind of media publication. So I'm latching on to that while I can be the first person to say that that was a thing. I like it. I mean, we're already in the twilight zone for a World Cup, right? It feels weird. It looks weird. Everyone knows that everyone who's playing in it feels a little weird playing in it. So, uh we're already in the twilight zone we're already you know we're in wonderland anything could happen this is i would not be surprised if something like that happened for sure also wouldn't be you know hey i'll give you a conspiracy theory cutter has an on-demand cgi specialist that was called in to render that var uh leg <laughs> being out of position and he got a bonus for doing it in like less than a minute did you see what fucking fox put up there they put in like two like nondescript cgi like fucking just gray people with uniforms on yeah yeah well then it, that is cgi I've, animated like bullshit well i've showed us that, that um, foot that that is the semi-automated var right it's is that be, what it looks like i mean yeah it's a it's a whole complicated huge tech thing it's but it's super expensive and it's supposed to be it involves like a sensor in the middle of the ball for the first time and all the like lidar and video cameras and all this craziness so i mean it, it is supposed it's, to be hyper accurate and that's why they were saying like having read i read about the system in wired and like one of the commentators saying you know that's why you wouldn't see that in a traditional like like uh the the third official would very rarely see something like that as an offside call because of the rhythm of the play basically but the semi-automated var thing instantly call like you know calls it up it's gonna it's gonna ruin football if they continue to use this outside of this we'll see we'll see it's it's coming everywhere i think all right, boys. Well, we're coming up on it. Uh, I think this was a fun episode. It was a, it, you know, it was obviously a little long, um, but it was a fun episode. Uh, do we have any final thoughts here? I'm just looking forward to some more good games, and I also would be remiss if I didn't remind people that this competition is built on a series of human rights violations. Um, it should never have gone to Qatar. You know, I think we all aware of the briberies, the corruption, the scandals. Um, there are very real people who have been hurt, who have been killed getting this competition uh, hosted in this place. 
Fox Sports doesn't want to talk about it. They want to just pretend it's all hunky-dory. I am not Fox Sports. I'm not Alexi Lawless. I'm better than him in every way. Uh, And I'm here to tell you that Qatar is pretty fucking garbage uh, for the shit that they've been doing. This had every opportunity to be an incredible view into what is to be honest a very fascinating region of the world with with deep cultures deep religious beliefs that could have been shown as as going hand in hand with the rest of the world right they could have gone down the route of this is our culture let me share it with you you share with me we can work harmoniously instead they've decided to shove theirs down everybody's throats pick up on all the worst aspects of it and bring those front and center you know they could have just fucking pretended for six weeks that they were okay with everything going on in their country they couldn't do that um and it is an absolute travesty this competition you know for all the people watching it i hope you recognize that there's a lot of shit going down behind the scenes that is just not okay by any stretch of the imagination for those of you who are ignoring it boycotting it protesting it great keep it up thank you for doing that you know i really hope that enough of you guys are out there to really make a difference so you don't see this go to some other shithole in the future um and yeah, that's that's Amen. where I want to leave it. <laughs> um, just two final things. Just one points to our boy Harry Kane for uh, he will be wearing a rainbow armband uh, when he comes out as captain tomorrow. So points to him for just saying, you know, I'm just going to do this. Uh, and the other is um, very excited. I can't wait for you guys to come down to Rhode Island because uh, 2024 will be the first season of Rhode Island FC. Uh, our USL championship team. Uh, we're all, uh, the entire soccer uh, community here in Rhode Island, super amped about it. Uh, would love to get some of the, uh, our Vermont Spurs fans and our uh, dozens and dozens of listeners around the country to come see a game in, in Rhode Island when it, when it happens in 2024. You know, uh, very, very happy uh, to do that. Uh, as some of you know, uh, I've, I've, I've talked about our own very own, uh, Vermont Green FC uh, here that we started a USL2 team. Um, so, Brian, uh, thank you for the invitation. And I will uh, – we have our supporters group. I'm wearing uh, our uh, nice. first supporters group kit today that we designed. It says UTFG, which is uh, – it's an acronym for Up the Fucking Green. All uh, uh, right. <laughs> but it's also uh it's it's also our tagline which is united together forever green um <laughs> which focuses on on uh environmental and social justice uh the, the vermont green do um awesome and we support we support that uh as a supporters group um i feel that we're, we are a big part of what vermont green is uh and and will be going forward uh we are about 50 strong right now um we have an ultras group that comes down from montreal from the impact uh ultras group we have the ultras from the new york cosmos that come up and support with us um so uh, uh we are taking a, a strong stance against uh the atrocities that have happened in and around this world cup um and applaud all of the team captains um who will be 
wearing the armbands um, despite uh, despite any kind of um, fines or retribution from from the FIFA officials uh, on that. So um, with that, um, I'm going to say this has been Wicked Spursy. Uh, and for Steve, I'll say don't be an asshole. <laughs> and uh, go USA. Go USA. 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 Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks everyone. Uh, and catch us next week. I believe Dave will be back. Oh, may, maybe not. It's uh, Thanksgiving. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna figure something out. But be we'll safe, figure something everyone. out. Be safe. Cheers.